or yeah, whatever he wants. He gets Chris Sarandon hey. in all his 85 glory. I mean, with that trench coat, <laughs> that like gray leather trench yeah. floor length trench coat, mm-hmm. duster, pretty, pretty yeah. sexy. His hair is the something sweaters. else. And the sweaters, the <laughs> 80s. Okay, we got to keep going. Um, <laughs> so, Sorry. I was like, it's all right, ladies, just take a moment. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gore hounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as As the the final final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, geeking out over all the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating illuminating the path to survival. survival. Howdy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Marion. I'm Julia. This is episode number 77, titled, Oh, You're So Cool, Brewster. Because we're talking about 1985's Fright Night. Fright Night. Uh, The tagline for this film, if you love being scared, it will be the night of your life. Okay. Yeah, I'm alright with that. Um, written and directed by Julia's friend Tom Holland. Tom Holland. <laughs> this is his directorial debut. Oh, is it the first one? Yeah. Oh. So he had started out as an actor, gone on to writing, and then went into directing. Oh, okay. Um, and this movie was made for nine million dollars. Okay. And it made twenty four million dollars. Not too bad. So pretty, okay. pretty good. Right. Um, That's a good so, debut. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, for mm-hmm. debut. Uh, so if we had, uh, we have some alternate universe casting. Oh, my favorite. Uh, so if the studio had had their way. Okay. We would have had uh, Charlie Sheen uh-huh. as Charlie Brewster mm. and uh, Mike uh, Michael Bean as uh, as who Jerry Dandridge. Really? Yeah, that's who they're because he was hot Terminator. Mm, yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, Tom Tom said he he didn't think he was he was sexy enough. Really? And I was like, I don't know. Michael Bean's pretty sexy in the Terminator, and he was like, yeah, but. Like, look at Chris Sarandon, like, the sophistication. Like, you True. buy that he could be 100 or 400 or 500 years old because yeah. he has that kind of, like, True. he could have been nobility, whatnot. Totally. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay. No, that's a good call. Yeah, I think it's like an old soul aspect. Right. That perhaps, yeah. But I feel like that's, that's, that's very different than saying, like, you're not sexy enough. So I'm like... Slam. Yeah, I don't Damn. know. A different kind of sexy quality. It's like a blue yeah. collar kind of sexy, okay. which is I'm into, but you know. He should have said different kind of sexy. A different kind of sexy. Perfectly That's true. sexy, Michael Bean. Uh, so Stephen Jeffries and Amanda Bierce uh, were in a movie just prior to the filming of Friday Night called Fraternity Vacation. Oh, okay. Which if you haven't seen, have it's not. Kind, of, kind of an interesting film. Um, Stephen Jeffries is kind of the dork slash hero. Okay. Tim Robbins is in it playing a character named Mother. Um, and they went straight <laughs> from filming that to filming this. Oh, okay. Uh, and they played a couple in that. Oh, okay. How funny. And now they split. Um, and during the filming of Fright Night, William Ragsdale is 24 years old. He's supposed, uh, they're supposed to be in high school. Right. He's 24. And Amanda Bierce is 27 in this film. I mean, it She happens. looks like she's in high school. Yeah, now. it happens. That's really funny. Um, so, yeah. So, the film uh, stars William Ragsdale uh, as Charlie Brewster, uh-huh. another protagonist that ends in Y. Why? Um, and his girlfriend, Amy, and his best friends slash friend <laughs> yeah evil ed played by stephen jeffries so the beginning of this film um there's one of these kind of super long tracking shots through the neighborhood all the way up to charlie's window and you can hear the audio of like a 
like a 1960s vampire kind of hammer-esque film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's being played over uh, as part of like a late night Fright Night Theater hosted by Peter Vincent, yeah. played by Roddy McDowell. Um, and Charlie and Amy are making out on the floor and she keeps telling him to stop and he kind of freaks out and yells at her. So you've been going together for a year. Going together for a year, Amy. God. Um, and then he apologizes and then she's like, okay, I'm ready. Let's get into bed. And it's very, very dramatic about but it. But his focus has been pulled yes. out the window by what <laughs> not seems a great, to, Not a great moment. <laughs> no. Oh, it seems to be uh, people carrying a coffin into the house that, next door that has been abandoned and now is being moved into. Right. Um, but that's, some, that's a pretty strong focus pull when you have like your girlfriend finally being like, let's do it. And yeah. you're like, but look out the window. But, and then, yeah. So she realizes like everything that he's saying about stuff out the window kind of seems like he's pulling it from the television. So she thinks he's like messing around. And so she fully bails. And yeah. she was like, well, forget it. Um, and and they, run downstairs. They run down the stairs where she's like, first you want to make love and then you don't. And then her, their mom is like, hey guys. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, if your mom heard that, it's yeah. so embarrassing. But this is the beginning of like this actress who plays the mom is so great in Dorothy this. Fielding. Dorothy Fielding. Hats off to you, Dorothy, because she's one of my favorite horror movie moms. Totally. Absolutely. And and in a way that like doesn't need to be. But part of it, I think, comes from that moment because she pl- she's kind of a space case. Yeah. And she's always like kind of inner monologuing about things she has to do and she has to work crazy hours. And- Not inner monologuing, outer monologuing. Well, yeah, but I mean, she's she's always, like- you can always get the sense to like sometimes she says it out loud, but she's always got this kind of running track in her head. So she's not fully paying attention. So when the events of this movie unfold, usually it's just like, come on, parents, you don't know what the kids are doing. You don't know what's up, but like you buy it. Like yeah. she's just so in that moment. You know, she's like, oh, oh, hey, like just kind of hearing them yelling makes her realize, oh, the kids are there. and Oh, come in. And how's studying going? They're, like, they're clearly not studying, yeah. but she's so kind of loopy in a kind of goofy, fun way uh-huh. that like she probably didn't hear that last comment. And so, yeah, I really enjoy her performance. I do, too. She's a she's a, such a fun, a fun mom. So she uh, let's see. So then we find uh, we finally meet Evil Ed. Yes. Who uh, is, is just. A weirdo. Yeah. Stephen Jeffries is a, I mean, how would you describe his weirdoness? Um, uh, he's boyish he, bizarreness. Yeah. Like he has this very high pitched laugh and it seems like he hates the nickname evil, but like everyone calls him evil Ed and he's just like the super weirdo. It's a, it's a bit like that kind of Christine dynamic where like, not that Charlie's like the cool kid, but he's definitely cooler, Yeah. but he's got this like kind of dork best friend um, that they have this kind of anti- uh, antagonistic relationship with. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they really like each other or not. I can't it's tell. A, it's a bit odd, but again, it feels like maybe they were friends when they were kids. Oh yeah. No, so like it's just up. carried over and like, they're not going to be friends when they graduate high school, but like here we are. Uh-huh. Um, but I also enjoy that he's got this um, kind of super weird quality, and but he's also kind of got this thing where he, you feel like he's very, gets very angry if he feels picked on at mm-hmm. all. And that will come around full circle. Sure. Uh, but that's an interesting best friend quality to have, to kind of be like, you know, they're really goofy and they have a ridiculous laugh, but like, don't pick on me if you're picking on me. And that, that's when he gets like mad and that will come around mm-hmm. later in the film. Um, so Charlie goes back home and as he's entering his house, he sees a really hot woman <laughs> asking him uh, about the house next door. And he's like, uh, yeah, people live there now. Go on in. 
And so Hoka she's like, in the suburbs. Thanks. And yeah, and shimmies her way up there. Um, and so we have this other scene where Charlie and Amy uh, make up for their fight at this diner, but he gets distracted of a news report of the woman that he just saw going into the house next door being found dead. And Evil Ed like creeps up behind him and delights in the details of adding that both her and a previous woman had had their heads chopped off. And laughs when he says it. Yes. Because uh, that's the that's kind of weirdo he is. Weirdo he is. Yep. Uh, where you're like, oh, uh, I don't know if you should find that funny. Yeah. Not very funny. But I like that he's listening to the police band. Yes, I can just imagine Evil Ed sitting at home at night like that's what he does. Yeah. Like, What's happening in the city? Which Poor. he doesn't seem to like very much. Poor Evil Ed. Um, Poor and Evil so Ed. Amy again gets mad because Charlie's not paying attention to her. And she takes, steals somebody's open-faced burger yeah. like on the counter next to her. I hope she buys like another burger. <laughs> and just, and just like, hey! And smashes it full on in Charlie's face. Yeah. And that's where you get the title of our episode the first time of many times that Evil Ed laughs and says, you're so cool, Brewster. Chili burger in the face. Chili burger in the face. In the eyes. Yeah, I can't think of another movie that has a chili burger in the face. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, milkshake, sure. Drink in the face. Pie. Every film ever. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Open well, face burger. Um, points for originality. <laughs> as, uh, and I, I have yet to do such a thing to someone in anger. Burger in face. Burger or in the food face. In face. I'm food looking face. out for you now. <laughs> no, I know. But like, it, like, you know, out of fun, sure, I had, I had a cake fight for my birthday, but like yeah. out of anger, like I'm going to smush this in your face. Because I don't think it would occur to me to be like i hate you so much i'm gonna go grab food and smash in your face like slap yeah kick to the shins sure but like looking for nearby food to yeah it's like a jackie chan kind of thing what's available it is you know but like my revenge is not gastronomic and you know that's not that's not where my brain goes uh so Um, then uh charlie goes home mm -hmm. and uh we have the amazing like where he hears this he sees the girl yeah there's like the jerry dandridge is coming yeah and uh, he sees her coming up from behind and then they pull the shade and he hears the scream and they have the great like push on Charlie's face. Yeah. Uh, and we see that when um, Dandridge is like pulling down uh, uh, the blind, he's got really long nails. Mm-hmm. Um, we also meet um, Charlie's kind of like eyeing the house and we meet Billy Cole for the first time. Yes. This man who has also moved into the house with Jerry and he's who like, is, hey kid. Um, who is the uh, quote unquote live in carpenter. Yes, and we all know what that means. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> when the mom says it, she's like, "My luck, he's probably gay." So yeah, he's like, "Okay, that's the cover." Yeah, totally. Live in Carpenter. Um, but yeah, he's basically like, "Hey, that? kid, what's going on?" Kid. I mean, yeah. The way he says it, it's so threatening. Hey, kid. He's like, nothing. Like, make sure it stays that way. And that's, and this, I mean, we'll talk about more, like, about Billy Cole, what the hell Billy Cole is later. But I do enjoy that this actor definitely has, and I think this movie does as well. Has 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 it both ways like has it where he is super threatening but also is cut finds him being threatening amusing Mm -hmm. like he finds the fact that i have to do this and the fact that i'm scaring you is hilarious to me but also i can scare the shit out of you and that's a really fun well you have a vampire in your pocket right so you have ultimate (laughs) power you can like threaten anybody with anything and that guy can totally pull it off if you want him to that's true yeah i feel for like ultimate the assistant to the vampire has some power that's true yeah no he definitely enjoys it but Um, again uh, not in a like the master, he, you know, he's a Renfield type in that yeah. he's like a human guardian, but he's not subservient, really. Because, they seem to be kind of like roommate buddies. Yeah, because I feel like the reward is not coming. The reward he already has. Like, yeah. the relationship is the reward. Yeah. So Billy Cole's not like, I'm going through shit right now, but then I'll be wonderfully rewarded. Like, he's currently being wonderfully rewarded. Yeah, he gets to so live. So it's a different. He gets to live in this beautiful house. He gets yeah. all these antiques. He gets, you know, yeah. whatever he wants. He gets Chris Sarandon hey. in all his 85 glory. I mean. With that trench coat. <laughs> that, like, gray leather tre- floor-length yeah. trench coat. Mm-hmm. Duster. Pretty. Pretty yeah. sexy. 
like his hair is the something sweaters. else. And the sweaters, the <laughs> 80s. Okay, we got to keep going. Um, so, Sorry. We I was get, like, it's all right, ladies, just take a moment. We, 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 we get distracted. So uh, so Charlie goes uh, running to his mother to try yeah. to tell his mother what's going on. But his mother is not, of course, paying attention really. Because it's the perfect mom. Like, yeah. Tom Holland's created this perfect, like, uh, you know, oblivious mother that, like, it's great. She tries to make him hot cocoa, but the marshmallows are never melted right by that microwave. And, like, just kind of. So she, he says, you know, finally he says it's a vampire. Yeah. And they have the great cut of the mom saying a what? And Amy saying a what? Yeah. And then he's trying to tell everybody and nobody mm-hmm. believes him, obviously, because he sounds insane. Yeah. But who might believe him? The police. Well, or yeah. Um, so he has first has the scene where he uh, he gets a police officer, like detective, I think, uh-huh. to actually go to Jerry's house because Just, you know women are disappearing. That is happening. Mm-hmm. He's like, I saw uh, Billy Cole after the whole window scene take a woman's body and put it in the trunk of his car. And so they go in to kind of like search things around. But I, I feel like this is a good search around. But I feel like this is a good horror movie survival guide tip. If you really think that you're neighbor is a vampire and you've brought the police in you gotta you gotta be tight-lipped about that because mm-hmm. if you like as soon as the cop comes in be like no he's lying it's a vampire they're all vampires like the cop's gonna bail yeah. and that's exactly what happens is like they get him he wants him initially just to kind of do a search but when billy's kind of seems to be talking the police out of doing the search like oh well yeah you can but i don't know what this kid's talking about he's crazy he's watching too many movies blah 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 Charlie just blurts out his whole vampire theory and you're donezo, man. Yeah. Like the cops out of there yeah. and angry and will never take your calls again. Yeah. And, like, and that's now it. you've really pissed off Billy Cole and Jerry Dandridge. Yeah. So now who you... totally know that you know. So yes. like, yeah, playing his cards close to the chest is not, not no. Charlie Strong's So because he now he knows they know. So now he is in a p- full panic mode. Yes. So runs over to Evil's house for advice. Yeah. Because Evil's a big horror fan. Yeah. Charlie also supposedly a horror fan since he loves Peter Vincent so much. Yeah. So I don't know know exactly why he has to go to evil ed for advice one would think he would know the vampire rules himself true but i feel like also it seems more like a back like he's making out with his girlfriend while fright night's on in the background But she says peter vincent's his favorite i guess so yeah but again maybe that might be a thing too where like it's this thing that he and evil ed loved together when they were kids Uh, and like charlie's been growing out of it but evil ed like it never really died right like he still has like the interest of a 12 year old sure but he still has to pay evil ed to give him the advice it's true uh and tells him uh, crucifixes but you have to have total faith yes uh holy water and garlic garlic and Mm -hmm. not inviting them in yes so he's like you're fine you haven't invited him in he can't come in you're cool it's totally good too bad when he goes home (laughs) and guess who's sitting in his home is jerry dander to his mom charlie he's just invited over for some bloody marys yeah and when you do see his hand the nails aren't long um, so he just looks like a normal handsome man in his and he does room. look quite like cash he does look quite cash and yeah. you can see how mom like wouldn't get it at all which i do enjoy about you know when you're sort of picking your amp- your actors who are going to play vampires i like the people that don't overtly look like vampires like i like the ones where like they could pull off being like an average joe mm-hmm. but then would they not ch- like nosferatu <laughs> yeah or he doesn't blend. Yeah. He does not blend. Or just, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you look at that guy and you're like, that guy's 100% a vampire. Like, yeah. are you kidding me right now? But like, yeah, what I, I sort of enjoy about Chris Sarandon in this is that he doesn't really. And no. then when he does, he definitely does, right. you know, with like the help of makeup and all this stuff. But yeah, he plays the casual part of Jerry just like being a functionary person in the world yeah. really well. You know? I, I like I like that casual, that casual vampire. Casual vampire. Just you have so much vamp. power that it's just kind of, eh, 
eh, whatevs. It's fine. Um, I'm next to you, casual vampires. Casual vampires. <laughs> um, but uh, Charlie flees, basically terrified from the living room. And that night, Charlie Cherry does definitely break into Charlie's room. Um, well, first he goes into he comes into Mom's room. Yeah, and just kind of like hanging out in Mom's room, and then like shuts the her. door to break the frame, mm-hmm. and then into Charlie's room. Yeah, but he does give him. He says he gives him the choice. Yeah, like. I'm going to beat you up a little bit and then mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And you don't have to do this. We yeah. can like call it quits now. You can keep your mouth shut. We'll leave you alone. And we're good. But Charlie won't won't do it. I know. He's like, just play ball, Charlie. Just play ball. No. But he won't. Um, so he like throws him through a closet um, and then chucks him out the window. Uh, but Charlie manages to pencil him in the hand, yep. um, which is pretty good. Uh, and then, but it's interesting because when he does it, he turns into like the demon form. I feel like Jerry has a few iterations of being a vampire in this yeah. film. And one of them is this like super demon where if he is hurt at all, even a little bit, he gets really upset. Like, so when he has like the pencil through his hand, like he like screams and cries and then turns into this demon. And like, then because there's he's like wind and blue light. That yeah. Or like, it's a big deal to even like ding a vampire. It's a very big deal in this vampire world uh-huh. and how these rules work. Um, so yeah, and then he also turns. Uh, uh, so he once he turns into his demon form, it wakes up the mom, um, and Jerry flees. Um, but he calls Charlie to tell him that tomorrow night is going to be the night I'm going to get you. Yeah, and I've already destroyed your car. Correct, um, because you dick, <laughs> dick vampire. Um, so yes, at this point, Charlie decides that he's going to go see Peter Vincent um, because he's the only one who could possibly help him from Fright Night Theater. Um, he's convinced he can help. Um, uh, and this role actually was written for Vincent Price, obviously, uh, obviously. But yeah. Vincent Price was his health was not up to the challenge. Yeah. But it's not like Roddy McDowell's a second choice in any way, yeah. right? Like he's pretty much perfect. I love seeing him in the old school Hammer stuff he's in where he's in the, the terrible ensemble. toupee and yeah. like just getting blood in the face. And yeah. So he's a he's a rundown, washed up horror host who has just been fired mm-hmm. uh, because everybody wants to see demented madmen and ski masks hacking up young virgins, which in 1985... It's pretty on. Pretty true. Pretty on point. Well spotted, Tom Holland. So at first, you know, he come, goes up to Peter Vincent and tells him, like, I believe in vampires and mm-hmm. then starts going on about, no, no, seriously, there's a vampire living next door to me. And, and you, you can- need to come over to my house so I can kill him. Yeah. So you and I can kill him together yeah and peter's like oh <laughs> get away so, from me and he's like get out of here like i'm just an actor da, da, da. And he was like but you said you were a great vampire killer and he's like i lied <laughs> so get the fuck away um roddy mcdowell's really great he's in this such a, like a little scaredy mouse yeah. he's so terrified of everything yeah he's total weasel in this film uh-huh. but it's like a very fun weasel um <laughs> and yeah I, I enjoy him a lot in this movie so he drives away so amy and evil ed come over to charlie's and find him basically in Full vampire killing prep mode. That um, room is just with candles, candles everywhere. Sharpening stakes, crucifixes, dark circles under the eyes. Where your friend is like, "Oh, okay, you've you've checked out, so you're just we're just doing this." Um, and he's like, "Yeah, so um, I'm gonna go next door and uh, stake my neighbor in, yeah. in the chest with with the stake." And they're like, "Cool, cool." Uh, so and Amy says that was a murder, and he's like, "Oh, he's a vampire. You can't kill him. He's already dead, so yeah. doesn't really count as murder." Kind of accurate. Yeah. <laughs> kind of accurate, but only if you really think your neighbor's a vampire. You've got to be damn sure. Otherwise, he's pretty sure. You're just a terrible person. Um, but yeah, but they convince him that they're going to go get Peter and you just wait and we're going to get Peter and bring him back to you and then you can go with Peter and then you have a better shot at actually staking him. So they convince him to kind of hold off. And I like the bit um, where you know, they're going to go and Charlie stops Amy and says, but you don't believe me. And she just says, I love you. 
And like, that's, that's it. That's yep. all there is. Like I, you know, it like, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter if I believe you or not. Like, I love you and I'm not going to make you, let you do this like thing that may be a horrible, horrible mistake. Um, so they go to Peter Vincent's, I love Peter Vincent's apartment with all of his old memorabilia yeah. everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, where he is opening an eviction notice. Yeah. Uh, and I paused it because that's the kind of nerd I am. Okay. They li- there's an Iowa. This film takes place. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I always wondered. <laughs> Iowa. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, and so they go to Peter Vincent. They tell him, uh, he says, would you want my autograph? And they're mm-hmm. like, no. And he says, what's more important than my autograph? Uh-huh. Like, uh, but a, uh, I also like that he changes into like a smoking jacket. Yeah. Like when he's like, because he's entertaining. He you is. Know? He's an actor. He's on, always on. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, but yeah, the basically is like they want him to help prove to Charlie that the neighbor is not really a vampire. So they're like, you know, we're just going to, you know, he trusts you. So basically, let's just do this test. We're like, take this water, say that it's holy water, have Jerry drink it. And when he, after he's done that, then Charlie will think he's not a vampire and we can like drop this thing. Um, and Peter's like, uh, no, I'm not doing that for you. And they're like, I have money. He's like, cool, great. dollars I'm in. I'm in. Um, and so. And so where's his full vampire hunting costume? Yes. <laughs> to go over. It's pretty with cute. The, with the, like the wooden box yeah. of, where like that opens and like multiple compartments but he doesn't thing. he doesn't bring it in the first time because right if he's charlie's like you need your stuff he's gonna vamp out and yeah. he's like no no it's fine i'm good yeah i'll go get it later yeah um and they go in and charlie of course is kind of everyone's like what is your problem charlie but yeah. he was like you were in a room with a monster he's going to kill us all totally and nobody buys it yeah and also um there's this other element of the film where when before when charlie had been in the film he had seen a paintings of a bunch of different women all around the house and one of them looked a lot like amy but it was a very old painting so when dandridge sees Amy come into the house for the first time. They have that moment. The Mina Dracula moment. The total Mina Dracula moment. Um, I knew you before. I knew you from before. And then she also has that moment where it's like, I feel like I knew you from before too. Oh. That doesn't make sense, but whatever. And then everyone sees it and you're like, uh, uh, awkward for everyone. Yeah. I think it's always really awkward for the guy. Like when your girlfriend is having a Mina Dracula yeah. moment and with somebody else and you're the Baxter <laughs> and you're like, come Aww. on, man. <laughs> we had a whole thing going on here, you know? Um, but yeah, so Jerry drinks the holy water um, and nothing happens. Which is not actually holy water. Correct. Uh, then goes to throw it in the fire, the little bottle. And it's Peter Vincent's like, Vince's like no, no, no. <laughs> Who does that? Um, I don't know. I think I've always wanted to do that. I've wanted to, too. Yeah. Um, but no. Uh, but that's, I feel like that's just how Jerry rolls. Um, but then uh, Peter Vincent has his prop, his orgy from the orgy of the damned propped mirror, mm-hmm. uh, where he actually sees that Jerry has no reflection and right. freaks out and drops it. And they're like, okay, we, we got to go. See you guys later. Yeah. And just uh, runs out in his little panicky mouse mode. Yeah. And says um, like, yeah, he's really a vampire. Right. And then as they're, so they, Billy and Char- Jerry seem to think everything's gone well. But then as he's walking back through, he steps on the glass from the mirror. And then it's like, they know. They know. Let's get him. Um, and so then... Amy and Charlie and Evil Ed like go walking back home because he's destroyed his car, so he right. can't drive. But Evil Ed, just amateur hour, mm-hmm. decides they're going to split up, take this little shortcut through this really scary alley, incredibly scary alley. And they're like, "What are you doing?" And he's just like, "None of the no, it's fine." And I'm so not scared. They separate, and then immediately you hear this huge scream, and then they come running back in, and Evil Ed looks messed up, like he's like kind of crying and shaking and whatever, he's holding his neck. And he's yeah, like, he got he's me. like just look 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 and then he starts making his insane laugh and he's like ah you're so cool Brewster and so you know he, he, like, you're and, a jerk yeah so here. they leave him they keep walking they hear the noise again and they're like nah it's fine 
Um, you're not gonna go back twice, right? So how about you cry wolf? This is true. Yeah, do not cry wolf in these situations, and also don't split up. Um, so base, but yeah, basically, Steve, uh, Evil Ed is alone, and uh, and Jerry gets him and kind of starts stalking him. And this whole sequence again is like unnecessarily awesome, and I really enjoy it because it's like, oh, this is the scene where the vampire is going to get the best friend, blah blah blah. But specifically, Jerry does that thing that I feel like other vampires do, where they want you to agree to it mm-hmm. before they get you like there's a vampire satisfaction about mm-hmm. that or like and so he has that whole thing about like you know just you know they'll, they'll never pick on you they'll never pick on you again just all you have to do is take my hand just take my hand and like Stephen Jeffries looks so distressed and he's crying and shaking so he's like scared but also it seems amazing but also like everything Jerry's saying is true yeah. and it's like the get inside your head part of it that's the part that's always kind of fun for me about vampires so he took he takes his hand yeah he does take his hand by choice by choice um, by choice he does well he, that's what Jerry Denzer seems into right because he asks Charlie too he tells him he has a choice yeah and then later like the whole sort of like seducing of Amy it's like the same thing right it's like I want you to want it mm-hmm. um and you're just and I know that that's also like why everyone thinks vampires are incredibly sexy right. but it's also just like wow yeah. you know so uh coming up is our our favorite part of this film good golly wow Miss Molly in my opinion every <laughs> vampire movie should have a dance number uh <laughs> it's true Agreed. once once bitten has a fabulous dance number <gasps> Uh, I'm into that. Uh, so they go to a nightclub to to escape Jerry. Right. Because after they hear, they do hear Evil Ed scream and then they see Jerry's now chasing them. So yeah, they flee into this club and Charlie's trying to call Peter Vincent on a payphone and Amy's sort of looking distracted. And then... And then Jerry Dandridge... <laughs> In this sweater is like, I love that he like, the first time he's just stalking her, she's like walking back and forth looking at her. But this is the shot. Can we talk about like somebody, it's like a shot through a club and she's sort of seeing somebody and it's somebody walking diagonally yeah. towards you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if someone is slowly walking diagonally towards you across but a club. like zigzagging. Yes, zigzagging. They're a vampire. (laughs) You know? That's how you know. That's why you need a dance scene. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah. And then so she basically like, he kind of like will cross frame from left to right out of frame. Right to left, out of frame. Left to right, out of frame. And it goes on and on but and on. Given until her finally, the look. The look in his 80s sweater. Yep. Um, and then all of a sudden he's in front of her and then like beckons her out into the dance floor. And in the beginning she's like scared and doesn't want to. And then but then they, have, they start like touching butts. Totally touching like. butts. <laughs> and then he like wraps himself around her and like the swaying starts. And then I love this part where like she has her... Um, she has her regular uh, sort of girl next door kind of look. And then at some point she runs away from him. And then when she turns back, her hair and makeup are totally different. Yeah. Do you see that? It's like, like the sexy girl totally. now. Totally. And I was like, what just happened? I wish that could be one of my superpowers. If a vampire touches me and all of a sudden I'm sexified. Yeah. Like, really? If you just like turn around and you're like, <gasps> wow. Wow. Well, maybe I do want to be a vampire. Yeah, right? it sounds great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're swaying in a sexy manner. It goes on for a bit. I love this sequence. Yeah. Totally my favorite. The song's until, amazing. Until Charlie figures it out and like, starts to come over. Are you over. kidding me right now? But Charlie doesn't get killed. Two bouncers totally get it. So bad. They're just trying to help, man. I know. And it's full club panic, which is your favorite. Yeah, mass panic in a stairwell. Yeah. Um, so. And they get separated. Charlie and Amy get separated. But Jerry, like, grabs her. And again, it's like, it's because she's been kind of seduced by him. In his she, spell. Yeah. Like, once he grabs her, she doesn't really fight it. Like, no, they get in the car and drive off. And uh, Charlie says, he's evil Ed is in the car, too, like, laughing hysterically. And he's like, ah. Oh, so now dear. he's like, uh, we really need Peter Vincent now. Yeah. Like, super bad to come help us. Um, but when he goes, uh, he tries to get Peter to help him. And Peter, yeah, has this full, like, 
weasel moment where he's like, I'm too scared. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. Like, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to die. And but he's like, he'll kill Amy. And he's like, just cries. Like, yeah. he's like, I well, can't. Sorry. I, I'm too scared. Um, uh, and Evil Ed goes to have a little visit with Peter Vincent as well. Which is great, uh, and because he, you know, knocks on the door, says like, "Hurry up! There's a vampire outside," and then lets him in, and then I'm the vampire. Yeah. Uh, and Peter Vincent gives up a good fight, though. Yeah. And gives him the uh, crucifix to the forehead. Yeah. Um, so this is one of the many parallels in this film to Salem's Lot, mm. where you have because they have the two de- tongue depressants they use as a cross oh, and do the yeah, same yeah. thing on the forehead. Mm-hmm. And there's like the big staircase. There's mm-hmm. the basement. There's the human guardian. There's yeah. the like boy man people like Good barlow call. there's like it's a very salem's totally. lot thing but this one is also yeah um and uh stephen jeffrey's our favorite line is the match will kill you for this but not fast slowly oh, oh so, so slowly, slowly. <laughs> um so dramatic and amazing um, smashes out the window yeah he does smash out the window um and uh, and then we have back at the house, basically, Jerry has changed Amy into an amazing white dress. Um, and she's all, like on a bearskin rug in front of a fireplace. And he puts in his special, like, I'm going to turn you into a vampire seduction mixtape. Yes, he which does. Which I love that he has. That's amazing. Why <laughs> don't I have one of those? Because you're queen of mixtapes. I'm surprised you don't already have that I already. I need my, I'm turning you into Do a vampire. Do you not have a seduction mixtape? No, not a I vampire feel, seduction mixtape. Oh. I have a regular mixtape. Oh, got it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes but sense. That's pretty specific and i feel like you should still have it okay um i'll I'll get it on yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah he basically does the whole thing where he you know approaches her and takes off his shirt and like you know starts kissing her and she knows what's coming and is kind of like braced for it but he doesn't want her to be he's like no no just calm just okay (laughs) fingers to lips it's fine um and then she takes off the top part of her dress and he bites her and that's 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 that amy um and so charlie is approaching the house solo with his cross but peter vincent shows up with his kit and the full kit has found his courage he's like let's do this yeah he's got his mantra i am peter vincent the great vancer killer yeah, just like we're gonna do this before I lose my nerve, like right now. Um, so they encounter uh they encounter Jerry, um, and Peter tries the crucifix, but it doesn't work because he doesn't have faith. But you know who does have faith? Charlie. Um, and so he does the same thing, but Billy Cole inserts himself into this and he bitch slaps Charlie off the balcony. Yeah. Um, and then what I love is like as soon as that happened, Peter just runs away. Yeah, like he runs like, oh, out the what? front door. He's like, this is going poorly. <laughs> Over my head. His courage went that far. And yeah. then he runs next door uh, to Charlie's house, um, encounters Evil Ed again, who is hiding in Charlie's mom's bed. In a raggedy egg wig. Which, what is that about? And why do they even have and that? I would and... just like to uh, please pay attention to Evil Ed re- reading the note that Charlie's mom leaves. Yes. He's out of his mind. Out of his mind. And also, like, the, his makeup is really, the makeup is really incredible yeah. in this film. And, but again, Evil Ed's version of being a vampire is not cool or sexy. It's like when other people, like when Jerry vamps out or yeah. later when Amy vamps out, they're super hot, right? right? But when Ed vamps out, his, he's got these like janky vampires. Okay, so teeth? here's the thing though. Okay. When he first shows up at Peter's house, yeah. he has kind of normal yes. vampire teeth. And when he crucifixes him into the forehead, ah. his teeth go all crazy. Got it. So, so for it's a, a side effect from the crucifix. Yeah, that like that's how uh, part of it. I don't. So I is it part of like the but the movie lore is like when people when the vampires are dinged a little bit they go to like this demon right. side and so I maybe that's part of it. Okay, because I thought maybe it was just sort of some manifestation of his own like inner 
persona or something. What's like the, if you're a dork, point? you if don't you, become, if, you're if like you a dork vampire. I don't know, but that's maybe that's part point. of the curse. I don't know, mm. you know, because I'm like, how does this universe work? Because clearly there are, as we'll discuss later, some different rules. And yes. so I thought maybe it was just like, it takes, you're still kind of you, but you're not going to be like a totally different, like, I think part of it is that like, Amy has this like, inward sexiness that she isn't even aware of that okay. she's scared of and blah 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 so that's why she's super amazing and like jerry's just a babe and so there you go but like evil ed is exactly who he is mm. and so he he is this that's kind of tortured sad. janky looking you know what i mean yeah. I, it was kind of sad but he's nobody just, wants to be a janky looking vampire i know and then you're like you <laughs> dick like how could you do this to now me I'm you know? like this forever uh, um but yeah but he's got his teeth become super crazy and so Peter flees and knocks over a, a side table um, upstairs and breaks off one of the legs. And Evil Ed chases him, but he becomes a werewolf. So yeah. all of a sudden you have the slow motion werewolf coming towards him. And Peter manages to impale him. And he goes over the balcony, hits the a chandelier, chandelier, down on the ground. And I, I wrote down that the impalement started at about an hour 21. Okay. And for the next two and a half minutes, literally two and a half minutes. Evil Ed's going to die. Poorly, oh, so slowly. Yeah, very slowly, really this painfully. Sequence is incredible because Rodney McDowell is just—it's someone he knew, and he's in so much pain. It's and two like, and a half minutes of solid emoting from yeah. Rodney McDowell, who's just emoting the crap out of this thing. He looks emotionally broken at the end yeah, of the sequence. So broken, um, and I feel it's like three days of him just like watching this kid because he slowly has those the makeup effects, which again are so amazing. Like I think the makeup for Evil Ed's demise is probably the best makeup in the film. He slowly is turning, kind of hot, skulks off, and he turns back in like maybe four or five incarnations from the wolf back into Evil Ed with this thing impaled in him, trying to pull it out, can't pull it out, moaning, reaching, crying. Evil it's, Ed, wa- I mean, ra- uh, Peter Vincent wanting to lean forward to help, but he knows he can't. And it goes on and on and on until death. Yeah, and then there's just a naked kid with a table <laughs> leg stuck out of his chest. And it's like, wow, it's a lot. And uh, I, But I like that it, it gives uh, Peter Vincent the resolve to like go back. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, I've seen this. I see what happens. I've done it. Yeah. Like, I can do it. Let's yeah. go back and help, yeah. help Charlie. Yeah. Uh, and they see that Amy is all... Getting getting really vamped out. Mm-hmm. Getting pretty vamped out. Um, and also her hair seems to be lengthening and turning red as she's yeah. vamping out the details. Um, but uh, Jerry uh, grabs Charlie and locks him and gives him a stake and locks him in the room with Amy. And when he finally rolls Amy over and sees that she's been bitten and turning, he has the look up. No. <laughs> Mansquito. Mansquito. <laughs> um, and, um, and, uh, and, uh, Jerry has that very satisfied, like, hmm, I love hearing the sound of people screaming in mm-hmm. pain in the morning. Um, uh, but Peter Vincent to the rescue, comes yeah. back, breaks the door down. They're yep. about to get Amy out when mm-hmm. Billy Cole shows up. Yet again. Coming for them. Yeah. So they, and he has a gun at this point, Peter yeah. Vincent does. So Peter Vincent, like, he's like, don't stop coming up the stairs. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you. Please stop. And he yeah. doesn't stop. Because they think that Billy is a human. Yeah. Got it. So they he just point Blake shoots him in between the eyes. Yeah. And he falls back down the stairs, but then keeps getting up and keeps yeah. going. And mm-hmm. so they end up shooting him like seven times. Totally. Uh until he And what he so he emerges kind of from the smoke cloud and then Charlie stakes him. Right. And then once he stakes him this sequence begin, which I'm still puzzled to this day. Perhaps okay. you have more insight so he, on. He like turns into like green goo and melts. Sorry, yeah, and then the, the goo goo turns to sand. Yeah, and, and then, then the bones, and then the bones, and then the bones kind of explode yeah. backwards. 
and then death. And then the first time Julie and I saw this, we're like, what the fuck is Billy Cole? Yeah. What cre- What magical creature is that? Uh-huh. Like where you turn and you get staked. Yeah. You can survive being shot multiple times. But if you're staked, you're not a vampire because you're out and about during the day. But you, when you're staked, that's death because green goo, sand, and exploding bones. Yeah. What the hell is that? Okay. So um, I, I, I asked Tom about this okay. yesterday. And Explain yourself, sir. I did. And uh-huh. I was like, okay, so what is Billy Cole? He's like, okay, so Billy Cole is what he thought is like he's like a halfling, right? Like so like he's been turned somewhat okay, but not enough to make him a full vampire. So he gets some of the vampire powers. So it's like the star the laddie in- thing from yes. Lost Boys? Yes, yes, okay. where you're half. Got uh, it. And so maybe he hasn't drank blood or like whatever the deal is. And so he can Got go out it. during the day, but he has immortality and he can also have some human, superhuman strength and stuff. Got it. And he said that and I was like, okay. I was like, so where does the green goo come in? And there was this great pause. He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but is the Green Goo scripted? Did he write Green yeah. Goo? Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, but he, he was like, he in his I- world of how a halfling is killed, it's Green Goo. Sure. Okay. Free reign. Do what you like. All right. Sure. I guess. But that's from Tom Holland's mouth. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. You're not going to get any better than that. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, Amy's uh, turning is uh, to a redheaded vixen vampire is Big old titties and everything. The whole bit. But uh, Peter says that, you know, if the rules from the movies apply in real life, and thus far everything's been accurate, if we kill Jerry before dawn, then Amy is reversible. Like, we can uh, we can switch her back. So, it's so, a race to beat the sun. Basically. Um, so, you have a great sequence where Jerry bursts through this big stained glass window that's at the top of a staircase in his house. Um, and then dawn is slowly coming up rising and there's sort of more threatening dialogue but all of a sudden all the cuckoo clocks that he has uh this is a good idea i will say if you're Mm -hmm. a vampire i think having multiple clocks at all time when it turns dawn is a good idea yeah and he realizes like oh my god i have to get out of here so he turns into this like demon bat which Mm -hmm. was kind of cool i like the bat i like the bat too um i feel like sometimes these things don't work because it's clearly like actors fending off puppets but like i was kind of into the demon bat yeah and he like scratches peter vincent across the face and he bites charlie Mm -hmm. uh but gets gets uh sunlight and flies away and flies into the basement because he has to go back into his coffin and like salem's lot we have a basement uh climax here correct um and charlie encounters vampire amy Who's like, what's up, Charlie? Don't you want me anymore? Um, and I love the bit where she turns around and then because he, you know, uh, shoves her away. And then she's like, but Charlie, you said you'd protect me and goes all full girl. And then when she turns around, she has the crazy shark mouth. Yep. I think that thing is amazing. It and is. I like it so much. Um, and so basically, Jer- um, Charlie and Amy are fighting and Peter is trying to deal with Jerry. Um, and he does stake him like with the full, like the old school 60 staking where you, it goes down and then you also have the hammer right. that you're using to really yeah. pound it in. Because how much force can the human hands have to really into somebody's I chest? Guess, yeah, probably. Yeah. So they have to pound, pound it in. Um, it doesn't work, but then, uh, and I'm assuming it doesn't work because he didn't get the heart exactly, maybe. maybe. Um, but then they start, uh, earlier in the film, Billy Cole has painted all the windows black. And so one of the windows gets broken accidentally letting in a ray of light and then uh charlie and peter realize like we just need to start breaking windows because it's daylight outside so you get they have a big smash-a-thon which seems like a lot of fun in a great way so they kind of pin him but then ultimately smash enough where he explodes into fire yeah 
in like a semi bat form. Yes, his skeleton is a bird, and then the like a bat, right? Yeah, like a yeah, like it's kind of. But I don't know why his skeleton is a bat. I don't know. Um, and then the that bat's on fire. The skeleton bat's on fire, screaming, and then that also it's like you know it's happening as you're trying to turn it like like mid transition from man to bat. Yeah, so then you end this like monstrous. And then also he's crying Amy mm-hmm. as he goes because like he always loved her, yeah. I guess. Um, and so, uh, so yeah. And then uh, basically once he explodes into uh, bones also, uh, Amy, Amy is now changed back, uh, turned back. And so her red hair is gone as is his shark, fa- her shark face. And they have a cute three-way hug mm-hmm. where they all survived. Um, and you have an epilogue at the very end of the film where uh, Amy and Charlie are back making out in the bed. And if you listen to the dialogue and the TV that they're listening to, uh-huh. it says, we're going in a circle. We're right back where we started from. That's really funny. I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, Peter Vincent is back hosting Fright Night that is on the TV while they're making out. And um, he says he's going to um, stop with vampires right now. It's been a bit too much. Maybe they'll go on to aliens or something else. And it's a lot of wink, wink. And then Charlie goes to turn the TV off and he sees a red light, a couple like some eyes in Jerry's house. And he's like, and Amy's like, what? He's like, nothing. Come back to bed. And then you hear Evil Ed's laugh in the house. One last time. Oh, you're so cool, Brewster. Maybe he's not dead after all. Maybe not. But he's totally dead. We watched him die for two and a half minutes. It took so long. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's really fun, but good golly. Um, Uh, Please. Go so, ahead. gore factor. One, is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, bathtub of blood. And five, is run for the barf bag. Uh, and you and I gave Fright Night a two, a puddle of blood. That seems a little low. It does seem a little low. I mean, Evil Ed's death's pretty uh, bloody. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah. I mean, there was still, there's not like, I don't think I look away at any part of this movie. But yeah, I think between Billy Cole's death and Evil Ed's death, I feel like maybe it's... Two and a half, three-ish, okay. maybe, I would say. Um, uh, and then for movie ratings, we have zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen, we- seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantasticorical. We both gave this a four, which... Which we were both puzzled by. We were puzzled we're like, by. We we're like, why this. is this not a five? I don't know why this is not a five. Um, it's a five to me now. I don't know why it wasn't a five to me. I feel like it was. That's the confusing part. Yeah. I've always loved this movie. Since yeah, I, I don't it. know. I also feel like, too, this movie is, has a, a lot of fun tonally with trying with making things really like scary, but like in a fun, like yeah, it's popcorn a, kind like of way. Like a horror comedy almost, yes. you know, and it works because it the, really work. the funny stuff's funny and the scary stuff's scary. And, and like we've kind of complained about with sort of some other films, everybody's on the same page. Yes. Like everybody knows what they're doing. So when they're playing scared, people are really playing scared. But when they have those goofier elements of the film, everyone's on board with that, yeah. you know? So there is a bit like wink winking and, and stuff like that. But then, you know, like... William Ragsdale is like really scared when he's Charlie and like he's so adorable you know he's super cute you know and like evil Ed is like really crying about the idea of being picked on mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it's like you're going full tilt no matter what way you're going with it tonally and yeah. I feel like that makes this film a lot of fun and I like that the characters in this are horror fans like they are, yeah. they, they have the references to know how to deal with this situation because right. of all the movies that they've watched yes so see yeah. they're on the right page yeah. they know what's up even they... though evil Ed gets it but he kind of wants it so I know, you know. it's just uh, yeah uh, poor that death that death man. oh man it's brutal. Um, uh, so next week we're yes. going to be doing another movie from 1985, mm-hmm. uh, but in a completely different uh, <laughs> yes. tonal uh, way. Uh, George Romero's Day of the Dead. Yes. So this is the one that's in the bunker. Uh-huh. It's the bunker one, guys. It's bunker zombies. So um, you're like house, mall, house, mall, 
bunker. bunker. Yes. Uh, so we're doing the bunker one. It's pretty gortastic. Yeah. So Tom Savini for the win. That's your thing. This film's for you. And you'll hear me struggle with it um, next week. Um, uh, so, yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And um, we love hearing back from you guys on Twitter and Instagram and all the things. And we love hearing about when you saw these movies for the first time. A lot yes. of the people have been telling us about they remember this because of the VHS cover or the movie poster mm-hmm. or they gave them nightmares. And we love to hear mm-hmm. when you saw Fright Night the first time. Yeah. You know, like, what did you think? How do you feel about Evil Ed? Is he one of your favorites? Yeah. And we love reading your reviews, too, on iTunes. So thank you so much, everyone who's done that. And if you would like to do that for us, if you guys uh, enjoy this podcast, just a couple of lines on iTunes helps us out tremendously yeah, yeah five stars only okay <laughs> and we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram we are also in your heart and we will see you <laughs> next week bye guys bye bye